When you know and feel and act from your own heart, your very presence generates harmony, and that's what this is all about. Generation of Harmony shares perspectives, tools, and guidance so humanity can live in harmony with all of life. I'm Carrie Lake. but I um, generally don't know what I'm going to talk about until moments before I put it up there and then it's like, oh yeah, that's good, let's do this. So today it's about the mirror, this concept of the world being my mirror. And um, it's common in self-help and self-discovery that um, this this concept of that the world is my mirror, it's a really great tool. It's a way that helps people, um, for one thing, realize that it's okay to look at yourself and what you're doing. It's okay to be aware of yourself. And it is a tool that um, gives people a safe way to walk in the perspective of looking at the world differently rather than looking at the world as, you know, everything's out to get me. Um, it's, a, it's permission to look at the world with a gentleness and maybe an innate compassion that, um, I, that the world maybe isn't out to get me. Maybe the world has something to share with me about me. How amazing is that? Because how many people have not, um, ha have only lived in conflict about making anything about themselves or about letting themselves be valuable or important. So this idea of the mirror, it's a, quite a profound tool when you discover it. Now, in the world of animal-assisted therapy, which, you know, I've played in, I have lots of friends and, and clients that are amazing and brilliant animal-assisted therapists. And in that world, there is a, um, uh, it's actually quite common to say, the horse is my mirror. See, there's a horse right there. He's not a mirror, he's a picture. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be a little bit lighter colored. Um, <laughs> but to say that the horse is my mirror or the horse is your mirror is, um, again, a fantastic tool to give people a frame, a framework and permission and the suggestion that it's okay to notice yourself, that you matter, that you're you're part of this, that you exist, and we'd love to hear from you. And so again, when people discover that concept, it's, um, it's profound and, and beautiful. And yet I had to look at it because one day somebody talking to me said, oh, Carrie, you're such a great mirror for me. And when they said that, my body went, and it felt yucky. 
and it felt like there's something in here that I, I want to tease out because while it's a great tool, there's, there's something about it that's still squeezy. I know it's a fantastic technical term, but that's how it felt is squeezy. And I know for myself, when I'm going through freeing myself and opening things up and guiding people to, to actually truly feel who they are and express who they truly are, squeezy doesn't get it done. And something that feels squeezy is something that might work over here, but not so much over there. And I want to be aware of that. So that's why I started looking at this concept of the mirror when somebody said that to me, Carrie, you're such a great mirror for me. And, um, and, and it felt like, ah, don't say that to me. So before I go on, I have to say hello to Michael. Thank you for being here. And Dan, hi, Dan. Joseph, hello, Joseph. I can't wait to see you someday. We get to play together again. And say hi to Daisy and Seymour for me. Um, okay, so, so I had to look at why does this feel squeezy? What's really going on here? When... So, here, so we'll start with the animal kingdom, okay? Because the animals don't have the judgment. They don't have the, the reaction, you know, that, um, that anything that we're doing is in any way wrong. That's what unconditional is, is that whatever is happening, it is what it is, and it's not right or wrong. It's this is what's happening. Animals are that beautiful unconditional space of that within which everything happens. So when we're with animals and, you know, just think about this for your own life. Think where you, where you already see it in your own life. But when I go to be with horses or I go to be with my dog and I'm feeling anxiety, right? And, and I'm wrapped up in my head and I haven't actually left work yet, and, and actually I haven't left work from last week yet, for example. I don't know, maybe, that, I'm sure that never happens to you. But for some people, they, they carry it all forward and, um, and see it on a screen that is in between themselves and the animal or the horse or the dog or the person. So here I am, I'm carrying all my anxiety and just going to get things done. And I walk up to my, my dog and my dog responds, you know, with hesitation or with anxiety. Or maybe my child looks at me strange or maybe I see um, somebody else start to be anxious or my partner. Or, or uh, this is why doing therapy with horses is so potent because... If I'm walking up there with anxiety, the horse is going to say, ah, and they're going to tell you it energetically with body language and with their choices that there's anxiety there. So when I'm walking up and, and I see anxiety in another, is, are they actually being my mirror? Are they actually being a, a reflection of me? When I look at a mirror, 
Now, this is all just getting conceptual, right? This is teasing out the thoughts because I had to because it felt squeezy. So a mirror, an actual like mirror, you know, say this picture was a mirror, right? A mirror has no awareness of itself. It has no predisposition. It has no, um, no character, no life, no expression of its own. A mirror is truly just a reflect, how do I do this? A reflection, right? <laughs> of what you bring to it. And a horse, we'll just run with the horse thing, but you know, put it in whatever context works for you. A horse has an awareness of its own. A horse has a body, a horse has senses and perceptions and interactions and expressions of its own. And so when I bring anxiety into that connection, into that ambiance, into that interaction, and my, I see anxiety in my horse, I can absolutely look at that and say, whoa, the horse is being my mirror. I'm having anxiety. I can, I can look at that, excuse me, and use tools that I have to address my own anxiety. And that's a beautiful tool. That's why it's a great tool. But, but what we're missing in that is the horse itself is not just reflecting my anxiety. What, because the horse has its own expression, its own senses, its own capacity, its own ability, then what the horse is actually doing, you know, a mirror isn't going to tell you how it feels because it has no expression. A horse has its own expression. So when I walk up and I'm full of anxiety and here's my horse and my horse shows me anxiety back, what the horse is doing is saying, Here's how it feels to be me. Here's how it feels to be me when you bring that energy in. The horse is, is not necessarily talking about you. The horse is just saying, here's how it feels to be me in this ambiance. So we can in, the, in, my, in that interaction and with the horse, I can absolutely walk in and say, okay, the horse is my mirror. I'm going to watch this horse and I'm going to see what this horse does when I show up. I'll see whatever I see when I show up and I will let that help me see myself better. Absolutely. It's a great tool, but it's incomplete. And I'm sort of a nut for getting things complete and seeing the whole picture. So that's why I had to look at this one. When I walk up to the horse and I'm bringing anxiety, what if I'm willing to look at this as this horse is telling me how it feels to be him when I walk in, which is different than the horse telling me how I feel being me. What if the horse isn't telling me about me? What if the horse is telling me about himself? How it feels to be him in relationship to me when I'm there. See, humans have this funny thing. 
Hang on. A little bit of coffee. Humans have this funny thing called an, e an ego. <laughs> and it's the source of endless entertainment when you can see it for what it is. But the ego is going to make everything about myself. Here's another way to say that. The ego is going to make everything personal. The ego is going to say, this is all about me. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how the ego works. So when I walk up to the horse and say, okay, this horse is my mirror and whatever this horse does, it's telling me about myself. Again, it's a brilliant tool of self-discovery and it's the ego discovering the ego. It's great when we're still in a place of learning about our ego. And it's great when we're in a place of, we're vulnerable enough to ourselves to be willing to see how the outside world responds to us. But to say that this horse or this dog or this child or this partner is my mirror is using a tool that makes everything about me, which is less, it's not so much about relationship at that point, it's about self, total self-discovery. It's about saying, okay, I'm willing to see me. How, does, how is this about me? What, is, what does this reflect about me? Me, 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 me. And again, I just want to make it so clear, I'm not knocking the tool of see, using the outside world as your mirror. What I'm doing is drawing out uh, that there's more. And when I'm willing to walk up to this horse or this dog or this person and consider that whatever I see in their response, I can learn about myself from that, but I'm going to receive and watch and be with this other being as if they're saying to me, that they're, they're communicating about themselves and say, and telling me, here's how it feels to be me when I'm next to you. When I walk up to a horse, and it's happened to me many times, like when I've been wrapped with anxiety and, and oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I don't know what my future is going to hold. And, um, <laughs> and uh, lots of stories, right? But I would walk up to a horse and sometimes horses... My, my, my horse who lived with me for eight years, Navarre, he, I would see him go like this to me, like, oh God, you know, and, and I wasn't always in a place where I was willing to look at myself. It was so hard to notice how much anxiety I had because it hurt, but I could walk up to him and see his eyes and the way I looked at him was that Navarre was telling me how it feels to be him and so I would see like this and I'd say okay Navarre's feeling anxiety I didn't make it about me I let it be him talking about him and in in letting it be him talking about him what I did was open myself to a relationship with him what I did was open a space 
where his expression includes me, but it's not about me. In other words, I didn't make it personal. I know and I knew that, you know, the animals, to me, obviously, the animals are going to behave in ways that are in response to us, right? The horses that I go near are going to behave in ways that are in response to me. But that doesn't mean it's about me. That doesn't mean that everything this horse does is a mirror of me. Because, you know, horses have been treated in lots of ways before I met them. And they have habits and they, they have, you know, maybe they've been roped and tied and thrown to the ground. I've met lots of horses who've been through that. And when they say, when they see a human walk up, they say, here's how it feels to be me around humans. If I look at that as a mirror of me, then immediately, oh my gosh, what does that say about me? Am I that bad of a person? Have I done that much? What about this and what about me and what about me and what about me, right? So the idea of a mirror, it's a great tool when you're using it as a tool of discovery, but it's incomplete when you really do want to bring yourself into relationship, right? So same picture. Here's a horse who's had a rough time with humans before he met me. And he sees a human and says, here's how it feels to be me around humans. And I'm willing to have, I'm willing to enter a relationship with the horse that has that history. Then I can see this horse and say, okay, you're telling me how it feels to be you. Now, your expression, I can see it, it includes me because it wouldn't be happening if I weren't here. It includes me, but it's not about me. So I'm going to let myself be included because I'm a human. You've been treated this way by humans before. I'm not going to deny that. So your response includes me but it's not about me. So how can I show up? How can I be aware of me and let you know who I am? This is part of the magic of being human. Humans have the consciousness, humans have the capacity and the awareness to see what's being communicated and to be aware of our own response. We don't, have a, we don't have to have a default response that comes from survival, right? That comes from, um, from an absence of awareness. We have this capacity to notice what's actually going on within ourselves and bring the real part of us, the true, the, the true part, the heart, forward in our own expression so that so again we'll use the the horse again here's this horse who's had a rough time with people and and he sees a human walk up to him and he says here's how it feels to be me around humans and i see a human i have this capacity to 
recognize that he's, he's talking about himself. He's not talking about me. He's talking about himself. He's telling me, here's how it feels to be me around humans. So if I give that to him and I say, okay, I'm going to give you to yourself. That is how you feel. I get it. Now, as I give that horse back to himself, I can feel my own heart actually open because the moment I honor and give him to himself and say, okay, I get it. That's how you feel when I walk up. How much love did I just open myself to? How much compassion did I just feel move through my own body because I'm just letting him be exactly as he is? And then I can, I can feel that heart moving through me and know that, okay, that is me. This is the me moving through. And you better believe the moment I'm aware of how that feels and the moment I'm aware that I'm letting this horse be himself and understanding that his expression includes me, but it's not about me. And that compassion opens and the heart center opens. You better believe he's going to feel it too. Because that heart center opening is my communication of here's how it feels to be me. I'm communicating to this horse, here's how it feels to be me, as he's saying, here's how it feels to be me, right? And so in that moment, in, as my heart opens, my expression includes him, but it's not about him. Because this interaction wouldn't be happening if he didn't show up, right? If we didn't show up in the same place. So my response includes him, but it's not about him. It is simply the heart opening because here's how it feels to be me. It's a lot of words and a long drawn out explanation for what the, the core of healing actually is. It's this, the space of love within which all other things happen. That's another way to talk about unconditionality. Right? That's what unconditional is. The space within which all things happen. So, let's take a look at the mirror of a partner. Right? So, here's, here's my beloved partner. And I'm an awake person and I'm totally committed to my journey and I'm committed to being conscious and I'm committed to bringing my greatest self and the greatest love into this relationship. Or maybe it's with my children or maybe it's with my, my um, co colleagues at work or um, whatever. Life, maybe it's with the trees and the fairies. Take it wherever you want to take it. But we'll just talk about, we'll bring it to the partner now. So here I'm, I'm completely committed to this conscious consciousness in relationship. Hi, Corrine. And thank you, Julie. Hi, John. And Christina. And Jim. Hi. Nice to see you, Jim. And Debbie. Is it Debbie or Debbie? I'm going to say Debbie. And Mahamar. Hello. Um, so... I'm watching, I'm self-aware, I'm aware of my partner. And here, here they walk in 
and they come home after their day and I'm home after my day and they have a smile on their face until they look, turn and look at me and then their face changes. What do I do with that? I'm aware, I'm awake, I wanna be conscious of this, right? If my partner is my mirror, what I'm gonna do is see the change in them, right? And see the change in them and then come right back here and go, what does that mean about me? What does that mean about me? What does that mean about me? What did I do? What about me? And again, it's a brilliant tool, but it's incomplete because the moment that I make their expression about me, I've popped right back into my ego. And play with this yourself because you can actually feel the shift in your body and you can feel the moment I've, the ego has made the situation about me again, you will feel a change in your body. Your physical uh, experience changes. So consider then, instead, same scenario. Here's my partner walking in, and they have a smile on their face until they turn and look at me. And instead of first, the first thing I do is say, what does that mean about me? What does that say? Going there. Let's consider, okay, they're letting me know how it feels to be them. My partner's letting me know how it feels to be them right now. How different is that in your body? Just play with the scenario and see if it feels different, even just considering it. And let yourself be, become aware that there is a difference or there isn't a difference, right? Just let it be simple. So here they are, and they walk in, and I'm watching because I'm conscious and I really, and I love and I love and I want to be there with them and for them. They, they walk in and everything changes when they, they look at me and the first thing, the first place I go is, okay, my partner's telling me how it feels to be them. How much does your heart open right there? And at the same time, how aware of yourself can you be? How aware of yourself because when I let my partner, when I totally give my partner to themselves and they're saying, and in their every expression is them sharing how it feels to be them today, how open is my heart then, so full of love to recognize and receive that? How much processing is in that, if any? There's no processing there. It's listening. It's relationship. It truly is the awareness that my relationship with them includes me, but it's not about me. When we're using the tool of the mirror, we're using that tool to see things about me. It's revealing the ego. It's revealing the part of survival that says, what about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? And that's cool. It's great until you're ready to expand beyond it and include more and, and really, truly start to explore relationships. 
that give others to themselves while I receive them telling me how it feels to be them. Because I promise you, when you're um, in relationship, when you're connecting and interacting with anybody, you are communicating to the other how it feels to be you 100% of the time. They're either listening that way or they're not, right? Many people are not because many people are um, still totally governed by an ego that says, what about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? So let's, let's like not get in a fight with that. Okay. Let's just see it for what it is. But because I'm so committed to my journey, because I'm so committed to love, because I'm committed to walking on this planet with an open heart, hmm, I'm going to explore this and I'm going to explore when my partner walks in that I'm just going to let all of their responses and their reactions be them tell, t communicating to me that this is how it feels to be them right now. And I'm going to listen to them knowing that the fact that I'm listening to them is actually evidence that I'm conscious and aware. It gets way simple, way simple. When we expand a little bit into letting others be expressing who they are and having the relationship include me, but not be about me. There's lots of tools when it needs to be about me so that I can see more, so that I can sense more, so that I can reveal more of myself, so that I can tease away all of the constructs and all of the patterns and veils and all those fancy words for the ways the subconscious has built the structure of who I think I am. There's a time and a place to make it all about me so that I can uncover those things and make myself available to relationships that include me, but are not about me. When we're talking about truly bringing myself into relationship, there's me, there's the other, and together we generate a third living, breathing entity called a relationship. That wouldn't be happening without the me or the other, right? And this relationship isn't necessarily about me or about the other. It's its own thing. And it includes us both. So, I wonder what that feels like. You know, this is something like I've been saying this a lot lately. Don't practice. Give yourself the experience, right? Even like, let it be easy. Let it be simple. Let it be beautiful. Next time you go to the grocery store or the gas station or whatever, play with it. Play with watching the attendant or the clerk or whoever you connect with, come, come to your body, you know, and if you know the tools that I share, the tools, tools for an awakening world, nine week series starting in January, um, 
have your mind watch the body so you can be aware of how it feels. You can be aware of the communication through your body. Mind, just watch the physical body while we walk into the grocery store. And then watch how it feels to give whoever I interact with, to give to them that whatever they communicate, they're telling me how it feels to be them right now. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything about it. Like, I'm, you're not responsible for this on the test because there's no test. All it is is experience, exploration, experience, exploration. So when I walk into the store, the post office, that's a good one, especially right now. Oh, my God. Like, I went to the post office the other day. They had four extra stations set up because there were so many people mailing packages. Bless everybody's heart. Crazy. But it's a good place to play, right? So when you go, mind watch the body, let your heart center just open and feel the sensation of the heart center opening when you walk into the grocery store and consider letting everybody, just see, listening, truly it's listening, listen to everybody as if they are simply communicating, here's how it feels to be me. Uh, In whatever level of consciousness, doesn't matter whether it's their physical expressions, whether it's the, whether it's their uh, excitement, um, whether they interact directly with you or you watch them interact directly with other people. Just play with what that feels like. Letting that, like watching them from the heart be expressing that here's how it feels to be them. Play with that and see how that feels to you, giving yourself little moments of experience. And then you're not responsible for it on the test. Again, just give yourself these little gifts and these little moments of experience of, huh, that, that's, how it fe- that's how that clerk feels being them right now. Heart center open. Just watch how your own body responds with all of that. So back to me and, and the horses, just so to sort of bring this full circle. Um, when, when I walk up to horses who have had rough experiences with humans and they look at me and see a human, but I'm aware of that and I let it be their experience. I let it be, I listen to them telling me this is how it feels to be me then I'm also communicating a total absence of threat. When I give them their own experience and I don't make it about me, I don't make it personal, then what I'm communicating is a complete absence of threat. I don't need them to be different than they are. I'm not showing up to change them. I'm not showing up to make them do or be or become something I want. I'm communicating that I hear you. This is how it feels to be you. And that communication happens outside time and space. 
the reason why I say that is the moment I walk up to or near a horse in this state of being, you better believe the horse feels it because the horses are watching us from that place. Horses or animals are receiving humans as if humans are always communicating, here's how it feels to be me. So if I'm an, a human full of anxiety and I go near animals, the animals are going to be like, oh, well, that's how it feels to be you in your human body right now. And then they are absolutely going to respond to say, well, here's how it feels to be me when I'm around humans who feel like that. So when I am a human walking up to a horse or animals or other humans with this willingness to listen to their presence as if it's just a communication about how it feels to be them, then I am walking up as an absence of threat. I'm walking up as a, a space within which they can happen just as they are. I'm walking up as a space of unconditionality because I don't need them to be different than they are. And all of that, it's a lot of words, right? All of that gets communicated faster than time can measure because it, that is the space of presence. That is this, it's out, that's why I say it's outside of time and space because it is a state of being. From there, you know, maybe the whole reason I'm interacting with this horse is because someone has asked me to help them be more safe, right? Or help them help their behavior change in some way. So maybe there technically is an agenda for why I'm there. Okay, but I'm not going to walk into that relationship as an agenda. I'm going to walk into that relationship as the space within which our interaction happens. And letting, seeing the other, listening to the other as if they are communicating, here's how it feels to be me. Then what I've done is set the foundation for the relationship that includes me, but it is not about me. That the, my, just the moment I walk near into that, that horse's space or that person's space or my partner's space, with this level of awareness, then my very being is communicating to them. Here's how it feels to be me. With this willingness to let them be them. And I'm communicating the absence of threat, the absence of agenda, the absence of any predatory design that I'm there to get something. Play with it. The mirror, seeing the outside world as my mirror is a brilliant and beautiful tool. It's an amazing tool to help us, to help humans recognize that we can look at and see aspects of ourselves that were at one time only automatic, right? So it's a fantastic tool. 
but when you're really stepping into relationship with another. Acknowledge that the other is not actually your mirror. The other is actually communicating about their own state of being. This is how it feels to be me. And it's not about you. It includes you, but it's not about you. And when we start walking that way, we actually have, we can actually become aware of and feel and enjoy and revel in and love and receive relationships with everything, every, every bit of life. Play, play with a tree. This is the tree communicating to me how it feels to be the tree that it is. And just see how your own body responds when you offer that state of being to life. Let life be your mirror until you're willing to step into relationship with life and share yourself with life. And this is one way to start stepping into it in a way that can help the mind not be afraid of it. Because it's just the mind, the ego really, defending itself and the mind doing its best to survive. It's all good, it's just the way it's been built. So, um, play with it. And if you have thoughts or questions, please do put them in the comments because everybody's comments help. And um, in, we are doing a nine-week series in January, starting the 11th. It's online, um, being it, two hours each week on Thursdays for nine weeks. Being there in person is magnificent. Um, if you can't be there in person, it's okay. Um, it's going to be recorded. You're, you'll get all the recordings. But if you're there in person, it's an hour of uh, sharing like this and then an hour of interaction live on video with each other. And um, it's just, it's amazing, brilliant stuff. So um, I will put the link here in the comments. Very creative. It is the nine week series. Um, but that is a fantastic opportunity for you to build your own foundation of navigating life um, from sensory awareness, right? Fancy words, but it, this is the kind of stuff that we talk about and the kind of um, concepts that we explore. And um, I, I share all of this because this is the exploration that I've been through and um, noticing how noticing my ability and other people's ability to go directly to communicating with your state of being and watching how the outside world responds. Um, it's a lot easier, like, you don't have to do all the practices in order to get present before you can communicate on a sensory level. At one point, that was the path but there, you can go direct. You can 
re-educate your mind for where the information actually exists and go direct to your sensory awareness. And um, playing, like, playing in these ways like I have just shared, um, you give yourself direct experience rather than practice, practice, practice and hope you one day get there. So um, there's a tremendous simplicity that I love to share and it's really fun and we end up just laughing at the silliness of how seriously humanity takes itself. Um, but it's fun. So uh, come and play if you wish and thank you for being here with me today. And um, if, this, if you feel like this talk can um, help other people just be a little more okay with who they are in their own skin and know know that life is so much more than safe. It's actually in, here to enjoy. Share, share this and um, let people know that uh, it, it's okay to feel awesome. And I will see you later. Thank you for being here.